Let's open our Bibles to the 8th Psalm. Psalm 8. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. It begins with those words. It ends with those words. And in both places, it has an exclamation mark. Let us rise together and read Psalm 8 in unison. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, How excellent is thy name in all the earth. Amen and amen. You may be seated. O Lord, Jehovah God of Israel, our Lord, our ruler and our master, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Isn't the name of the Lord Jehovah and his son Jesus Christ the most excellent names in all the earth to you? They should be. They must be. There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. He's the only Savior, and His name is the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The devils themselves say, Jesus we know, and Paul we know, who preaches Jesus. But who are you? When we read Acts chapter 19. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is Thy name in all the earth. And God has set His glory above the heavens. We look at the heavens and there's a glorious sun shining this morning. But it's just a little dinky star. As we on the couple's retreat were made to think this past weekend, it's a little dinky star that's out there, our sun, 93 million miles away, that will fry the skin off your face if you stay out there too long on a morning like this morning. But it's a little one. It's just a little token of His glory. Because the Lord Jesus Christ has set His glory, as this passage tells us, above all the heavens. In the second verse, it tells us, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength. God has chosen by the babes of this world, the foolish things of this world, the uneducated of this world, not the noble, but the weak and the foolish, for them to preach and proclaim His glory. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ quoted this verse. Jesus Christ quoted Psalm 8-2 when he entered into Jerusalem 
And he had palm branches thrown in the way. And the children of that city cried out, Hosanna to the son of David. The Pharisees said, do you hear what they're saying? Are you going to let them blaspheme? Now in Luke he said, if they were to be silent, the stones would cry out. In Matthew he said, have ye never read? Don't you know your Bibles? Out of the mouths of babes, God has ordained strength. They are the ones saying the truth. You do not even know the truth. You ought to be listening to them. Because God ordains strength and wisdom and truth to come out of the mouths of babes. And we are an assembly of babes this morning. I hope you are in your heart, or you're going to be a liability on this congregation. We are babes. Lord, teach us. Show us. Give it to us. And we'll give it back to you. We do not have the ability ourselves to arrive at truth. If you give it to us, we'll give it back loud and clear. Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. God loves to shut the mouths of the wise and prudent with the preaching of babes. Stephen, what was his lofty title in the church at Jerusalem in Acts chapter 6? A deacon. Does it say that he confounded them and they could not gainsay his wisdom? Because God had ordained strength in the mouths of babes. Peter, James, and John, though uneducated, could shut their mouths. And so could the Lord Jesus Christ, who was also uneducated except taught in the courts of heaven by God our Father. And He's able to teach us as well. Now let's come to that third verse. The psalmist writes, When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him? When you look outside at the creation and you see that powerful sun that is able to fry the skin off your face and burn out your retinas if you want to stare at it long enough, it will burn out the inside of your eyeballs if you stare at that sun. That's why we have sunglasses. When you look at that sun, you look at the glory of the moon, You look at the stars and you consider them a little bit and you realize that God made them with his fingers according to this passage. It was just finger painting for the God of heaven. And if you consider all that, then you have to ask yourself, what am I? I am lost in this universe. In comparison to these magnificent creations, what am I? I am nothing and less than nothing. What is man that thou art mindful of him? What is man that God would even ever take notice of him in any way? That's what we have in that third and fourth verses. And the son of man that thou visitest him. And then we read in verse 5, thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. We're a long way below the angels. But in comparison to God, we're just a little way below the angels because both of us are a long way below God. He's made us a little lower than the angels. He's crowned us with some glory and honor. Please be patient with me as I open this psalm to you. I don't even like what I'm saying right now. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, yea, all sheep and oxen. And it goes on and describes all animals. We lock them up and put them in a zoo and we go and look at them. 
We make them play tricks. We make elephants stand on little stools for us. We put oxen out in the field and have them pull plows through the ground for us. We take sheep and roast them over an open fire to have leg of lamb. And so we could close out the psalm and say God has been greatly merciful to us. He's taken notice of us and He's blessed us with the creation of this earth to use it. But that's not what Psalm 8 is about. Do you know that? You weren't going to let me get away with that. If I'd have stepped out of this pulpit, you should have said, get back up there, preacher, and finish Psalm 8. Do you know who the Son of Man is in Psalm 8? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know where Psalm 8 is quoted again? Hebrews chapter 2. Jesus Christ is crowned with glory and honor. And all he uses here is the words of a prophet talking about us in the zoo and us and elephants on stools and us and oxen in the field pulling our plow to give a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ who has all things under his feet, including you and me. This is the Lord Jesus Christ in Psalm 8 because Paul quoted this in Hebrews chapter 2 and explained it to us that the real fulfillment of it is the Lord Jesus Christ. When it says in verse 5, For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, who was that? In the fullness of the time, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman. The angels were not made of a woman, but the Son of God was made of a woman. God sent forth his Son. Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. That did not happen at his birth. It didn't happen at his baptism. It happened at His resurrection and ascension into heaven when He took the throne at the right hand of God and was crowned with glory and honor. Thou madest Him to have dominion over the works of Thy hands. Thou hast put all things under His feet. God has made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. He has raised Him far above all principalities and powers, might and dominion and every name that is named. In this world and in the world to come. But Paul said this, Yet we see not all things put under his feet. God's given him authority over all things, but he is ruling with the rod of iron and bringing his enemies one by one into submission to him until all things will finally be put under his feet, including death and hell. And then... He will deliver up the kingdom to God and all things will fully, finally, formally, in every way you can think of and speak, be under His feet and God will be all in all and Jesus our Savior will be subject to God Himself. According to 1 Corinthians 15, this is a regal psalm of the Lord Jesus Christ. This psalm has a crown in it and that crown is on the head of Jesus Christ. It's only on our heads in a very vague and inferior way to the way it's on the head of the Lord Jesus Christ. And those sheep and oxen in verses 7 and 8 and the fowls of the air and the fish of the sea, those are all pictures of the dominion God's given us, but He's given the Lord Jesus Christ dominion over principalities and powers that we've never even seen with our naked eye. Oh Lord, our Lord! How excellent is Thy name in all the earth! At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father.
Amen and amen.